low. Trev, the ref, back for another episode of the Shot Clock Podcast for all you NBA fans out there. Let's get it. All right, man. Today we're going to talk a bit about GMs and coaches, right? Uh, some of you, we talk a lot about players, but uh, we talk about yeah, we talk about GM and kind of who they are and what they do, and also different coaches, different change. Uh, first of all, we talk about GM. Um, so GM's not a coach, right? Not a player, but directs yeah. the whole organization, kind of like a like a mini CEO of, of the you know the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, we got uh, GM Daryl Morey, right? Houston Rockets. Um, he's gone from the from the the Houston Rockets. What do you think of that? Oh man, that was. I mean, I'm not really too surprised, honestly. Like, You're not too it surprised. was time for okay. him to go. Yeah, yeah, he had to go. Like, they have underperformed given all the analytics that they've ran to determine that this is the optimal team to win a championship with the small ball three-point lineup and getting rid of the mid-range two. And, uh, it was a nice experiment, Daryl, but it didn't work out, bro. And I think that's where he's going to fall when history is all said and done is he's the GM that tried something new and different, and it just didn't work out. Like, it was nice. It was fun. It was exciting for a while, and it looked like it had potential, but – you can't teach size at the end of the day. You need size. You need to be able to pound the, the ball into the post every once in a while and get easy buckets and defend the paint. And we, we saw here with the Rockets and the way that Mari put this team together that they weren't able to do any of those things, and they weren't able to contend for it. Um, my guy, Kobe Bryant, rest, rest his soul, you know, said it great. Like, they're, they're never going to win a team constructed the way they are, and that's – Daryl Murray's fault. Like, it's just not gonna happen. You can't. You can't win that way. Um, it, hey, it was, it was fun to watch. Yeah, was fun. it fun to watch? Was it fun to watch? Um. Yeah. So, will you say that he focused too much on analytics, or does analytics not matter in, in basketball? What do you think? Definitely focused way too much on analytics. On ah, analytics. Analytics, that's a tough word. But yeah, he's focused too much on them, man. Um, there's so many things that you don't see within the numbers, you know. There's so many intangibles. There's so many, you know, other factors that play into the numbers that he that just aren't accounted for in analytics. And I think, I don't know what his, his database looked like or what, what the, the numbers were showing, but... I'm not sure how they just didn't account for things like rebounds and post, like scoring in the paint and, you know, those things. I just don't know why they, like, what? I wish I could kind of see, like, their full study because it, in, in some ways it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, they're, they're counting on a team to essentially stay hot or be hot enough to outscore opponents almost all the time. And that's just not basketball. I think that's why sometimes we as fans look at it now and, and teams like the Rockets are a great example of, 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 of teams and players nowadays not really playing true basketball. They're just playing run and gun or up and down the court and just launch a three from half court. And that's not the game. You're not going to win like that. you gotta, you got to have the fundamentals and, and know the intricacies of the game that are going to you know create a, a true champion. 
Uh, I mean, because Darmory, you know, he, he I mean, he he's from uh, he graduated from MIT. I mean, he's very interested into sport analytics. Uh, the threes uh, over the two. Uh, I mean, he's a smart guy. I mean, he graduated from MIT, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah. I mean, there should be some analytics to um to basketball. Like you're right. Like basketball is not purely analytics, right? Mm-hmm. It has maybe some parts to it, right? It's intangible. There's the size. There's the chemistry of the team. Like those stuff, you can't just like put it into the numbers and try to calculate it with the, you know. Most of the time they use the PR PR ratings and stuff like that. Uh, like hustle. How do you how do you put hustle in analytics, right? Right. How do you how do you how do you lead the team outside of the court into 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 the bubble? Like LeBron James, he had a mindset, the vision. Uh, how you you know leadership stuff? How you put that into analytics? Uh, I mean, uh, it was fun to watch, but you know, it is yeah. They're not gonna win a championship like this. Uh, also, Mike D'Antoni, right, the head coach. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna win the championship with him becoming yeah, yeah. The head coach. It's just proven, and um, yeah, that's cool. I mean, it was a fun round last. You know, small ball, threes over two, but yeah, it's time for him to go. Time for him to go. Yeah. It's a good one for Houston. So mm-hmm. okay, man. Now we talk about uh, the GMs. Let's talk about different coaches, man. We got. Are you surprised with Tyrone Lu and the Clippers? Not surprised at all. I mean, he's no. Like, he was a head assistant coach, right? And then he just. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised by this move at all. It made sense. It was. I actually like this move. Um, and it's not a knock on Doc Rivers, but he clearly lost his team at the end. Or, or so it seems, and he just wasn't able to motivate them and, and make them gel. But all the things that we hear about the locker room issues, it just really seems like he lost the team at the end here. And um, I feel bad for him because Doc Rivers is a good coach, but Teron Liu, um, with him being a more current NBA player and his ability to relate to players in this era a lot better than Doc Rivers would, is going to benefit them. And then also he knows the current situation in that locker room. Because, you know, like you said, he was an assistant coach there uh, this past season. The so head. I think he's going to be big for them. Yeah, he was an assistant coach. Now he's going to be the head coach. And I think Teron Liu's going to, you know, be the best person to be able to mend this team's relationship with one another. And that's going to be the biggest part and biggest hurdle for them to get over um, as they try to go out and get that championship next season. Uh, they got to be on the same page. As, as we talked about before, you got to be mentally ready and on the same page and have that chemistry. And uh, the Clippers missed that this postseason. So hopefully he can come in and bring some synergy, say the right things, and help these players merge and, and have people like Paul George and Kawhi realize that they're no better than anybody else on that on that lineup. From the you know the first man to the 15th person on the roster has to be treated the same. And I think Teron Lue will do that and take control of this team. So um, we'll see what he does. I like it. What you think, man? Uh, I mean, Tyrone Liu was the head assistant head coach for the Clippers, right? So he knows the situation. Uh, I think I think the difference between him and Doc Rivers is that I think Tyrone Liu can't handle a situation like this, mm-hmm. and I think he has done it before when he was the 
when he coached with Cleveland, right? He was under pressure to win a championship. He coached LeBron, and they won. Yeah. Um, so, one, he has experience of head coaching. Secondly, he has the pedigree. Third, he has the, you know, he knows the organization. And the, like you said, fourthly, he's really related to people. I think four, those four are things that that can't <clears throat> that can't work. Uh, I think with Zach Rivers, he probably. I mean, you can't blame on him, but yeah, he wasn't able to really galvanize everyone there. Uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully with this one, with Tyrone Lu, hopefully he would um have either. Patrick Bradley or Nacho Harris as a team leader to, you know. Hmm. I, don't, I don't think Kawhi and Paul George really, like, I mean, they're the best two players there, but I don't necessarily think they are, like, like leaders of that team. What do you think? Yeah. Um, it's hard to know. say. It's hard to say, right, in the locker room? Yeah. It is hard to say. They got, they have a lot of strong personalities on that team, and Kawhi Leonard outwardly doesn't seem to be one of them, and yeah. Paul George either. I don't know. That's a weird. They have a weird dynamic on that team, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I heard I heard rumors that like Kawhi Leonard asked for a better point guard and need to get rid of Pat Bev too. That's one issue they might be having to work through for Toronto. Lou. I don't know. What you th- did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. Uh, I don't think that they need a better point guard. This mm. Patrick Rose probably isn't really a point guard. Does it make sense? He's more like mm-hmm. he bring the he ball. Yeah, running your office. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. He's not running your office. He bring right. the ball. He bring. He can bring the ball up, and then uh-huh. and and then and then he's gonna uh, give it to Kawhi and uh, and Paul George. Like, hey, you run the show. You know, you, you run the point. Um, because in like in Toronto when he when Kawhi was in Toronto right he had what Kyrie Ky- Lowry he was a point guard he was he was, he was mm-hmm. a two point guard he used to be able to run run the offense but uh, Patrick Dre- Patrick Patrick Webb was more like just you know play defense uh, give you energy is a dog cause shoot when it's open yeah he's not gonna really run your offense bring the ball up mm-hmm. um I mean he. he but also, uh, Lou Wilm is not really a point guard either. He's more like a scorer. Yeah. I mean, he does play the point guard position, but he's more like a scorer. So, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, if Clippers gets like Chris Paul or someone like that, man. Ooh. The reunion. Clippers, Chris Paul. That would be dope. <laughs> that would be so dope. I, I'm telling you, man. Like the 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 Clippers uh, owner, Steve Ballmer, he he, he he may do it. He got he got you know he got. Mhm. He got money. He doesn't care. He got a lot of money. Actually. That's true. That's true. I mean, they may get Chris Paul, or they may Chris Paul may go to Los Angeles uh, Lakers. And you man. never know. Chris Paul, I don't know, man. What do you? Th- okay. Look. Yeah. Chris Paul still he proved that he can still play, man. He's he's yeah. he could be a chip to put somebody over the edge. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, Chris Paul he could go to different players, I mean different teams and uh uh-huh. make them like instant contender, right? 
to the Phillies. Ooh, to the Phillies. I don't, I don't have that money for that. But to, to one of the LA teams, man, man, I don't know, man. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be rocking. For reals. All right, man, dude. We talked we talk about uh, Tyronn Lue and the uh, Clippers. Uh, next, we got Stan Van Gundy and the Orleans Pelicans. This, this one sound, shocked me. This sound weird? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Stan Van this Gundy, one caught me off guard. Pelicans. Yo, money. When I what? tell you this one shocked me, I was looking at my phone today like, is this, is this 2008? Uh, <laughs> you know what's going on? Is this a this uh the Dwight Howard Magic team that's going on here? I don't I don't <laughs> I didn't get this move. I really didn't get this move. And it's not to say that Stan um Van Gundy's a bad coach. I personally just don't see him as being the right person for this team. Like maybe a veteran team or something like that. Um and I don't I can't recall him winning anything. He hasn't uh, been that type of coach. He went to the final one time with Orlando with the White Howard, you know. Yeah, yeah, he did get the best out of the White Howard, but I don't know, like, what does he do with this team? I just feel like this is his type of team. He likes, to, from what I've seen from from Van Gundy's teams, he wants to play inside out, right? Like, they don't have a big man like that unless you're expecting Zion to be that guy. I don't know. I just don't see how like how his philosophy is going to fit with this current roster. Um, I've never seen him as a as a big development guy. He is a good X's and O's coach. But I thought they could have found someone better, like maybe a Mark Jackson. I know he's probably blackballed by the by the league or something. I don't know what's going on there, but I feel like he would have been a great coach for this young Pelicans team, like he was for the Warriors. Hello, or you know, someone like that. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I didn't get this move. This one came out of left field for me. What'd you see? Um, uh, I mean, yeah, it's kind of surprise. Like he's he's super old school, right? Like you're saying. You know, to, to 2020, 2008. And, yeah, like, new school, like, Zion Wilson and B.I. And, um, yeah, I don't know how they're going to work out, actually. I mean, is Zion going to listen to him? Is he going to... Mm-hmm. Then gun is going to be tough. He's going to have this old school type of basketball. Like, he's a smart coach, but... uh. I think I think he'd be a great coach, but in terms of relating to players, it's a bit harder, right? Like you, like you're talking about most coaches, most people now, players want like player coach rather than a coach. It's more like a coach. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know how's gonna. And the biggest question is how's gonna relate to the players, especially with Zion Williamson. Um. Yeah, I mean, they can they can do well. So, but but yeah. Um, hopefully it works. I mean, you never know, right? Sometimes it's like it's like um, this is like going to a blind date, right? Sometimes you know it works. It works. If it doesn't, sure. you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like like a hit or miss, right? What do you think? Like a hit or miss, home run or or foul or, or strikeout, mm-hmm. a touchdown or interception. <laughs> so I that's why I come. I think. Hey, that's true. Hopefully, uh, it'll be good for them. Hopefully, it'll be a touchdown, a home run, <laughs> the second date, third date, you know, a marriage, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll yeah. see. We'll see, but uh, we can go the other way too. But but we hope that uh, 
the role for Pelicans. All right, man. Let's uh, we talk, talk about the GM, the coaches, man. Let's just start with our top ten uh, teams going to the 2021 NBA season, okay? Mm-hmm. We get, let's start with number ten, okay? We think number ten, Brooklyn Nets. Too low. Too low. What? Too, Too low. low. Too low. Okay, what what do they think that should be there? <laughs> Too low. They should. Top five. Top. I mean, like what? They should be top three. Top three. Top three. You know that's my, my my championship pick for next year. I got them going to the finals, man. Hey man, top three. I'm gonna get them top five, but not top. Maybe, maybe top. They haven't proven anything yet. Listen, young money. Listen, 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 man. Okay, Look, Brooklyn. Brooklyn just made the playoffs two years in a row. This before they had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Like, you got Karis LeVert on that team, who's, who's a budding star. Spencer Dinwiddie, who's balling out. They got DeAndre Jordan, Jared Allen, who's a good young piece, Joe Harris. This is already a playoff team. And you add Kevin Durant, who's arguably the best player in the league, and Kyrie Irving, with his championship pedigree and ball handling skills and also just a great player. There's no way they should be the 10th best team listed on this starting off list of the season that, you know, analysts put out i don't get it i don't i don't understand that like how are they worse than tell me how they're worse than toronto how are they under toronto that doesn't make any sense that doesn't make any sense at all there's no way brooklyn's got to be a top three team i can't i can't look at a roster at least on paper i mean i guess you can per se say that we got to see them on the court we got to see how healthy kd is can you know Kyrie stay healthy but um I just don't. I don't see how on paper you can't see this, say this is a top three team going into next year. They are. It's just. It's that simple. These analysts are. They're wrong. <laughs> they're wrong. There's no way. ESPN. If you need. If you. If you got some open spots, um, hit me up. Because <laughs> no. <laughs> hey man. Next we got seventy sixers. I mean, they got uh, I mean, they got same, same, same team with Doc Rivers. I mean, I don't know, top ten, you think? Oof. Basically, same, same team with Doc Rivers, basically. Yeah, I think I'm waiting to see like what the Sixers are gonna do. If they're gonna make a move or not? As constructed, though, mm, they give they give me worry. I just don't know if they got enough shooting around Embiid and. Simmons to compete. I think they have some roster flaws that they have to work out that aren't, um, you know, things that Doc Rivers can fix. It's going to take some roster adjustments. They they really missed like players like JJ Redick from last year. I think he was a piece that they should have kept. They need some shooters around those that, that big two if they're going to keep them together. They need some three and uh, D, three and D. Yeah, a lot of three and D players, man. And there's like there's like there's like no one on that team right now that can play that role. Like Tobias, who's a three and D player lo, on that team? A little bit, not. I mean, he's. He, I mean, yeah, like a little he, bit. But he's like, man, they gave they gave him a max, five year max to Tobias right. Tobias Harris. What the right. heck? And we thought like we thought like Josh Richardson would be something kind of like that, but he just he not knocking down shots, and he's not the defender that you'd hope for a three D play either. So. I don't he's, know. Maybe he sets it up more next year. He's a two and a two and a half D. Yeah. Oh, okay, man. Okay, we got number eight, Toronto Raptors. 
what do you think of that? Good spot. This would be number nine, number ten, too high, too low. Same team, basically. Mm. I, I feel like the Raptors are the hardest team to analyze because you know they still played very well without Kawhi, but in the playoffs, we got to see why they miss Kawhi so much, especially in clutch clutch situations where they just weren't able to pull it out. And um, I think as other teams in the Eastern Conference get healthy and are improving and they're kind of stuck with their team that they have now or they're like might lose players. They have some very key free agents like Van Fleet and Ibaka that might may or may not return. I think this is just way too high for them. I'm sorry. I do. I just I don't understand. I don't understand this rating. I understand it based off of like, okay, they receded fairly high in the East Conference this season. But if you're looking at it going into the next season, there's no way it should be ranked this high at eight. There's no way. No way. Okay. Boston Celtics. Mark Gasol is another year older. Number seven. Mm. I like I like where I think, they're I think it's fair. Celtics six, six. I think it's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I think it's fair. Very fair. Miami Heat, number yeah. six. Oof. Oh, man. I think the I Miami mean, Heat are too high. They're too high? Okay. Too high. This should be what, like <laughs> nine, too high. ten? You know, in the words of Beyonce, shock the world. World stop. Do, do, do. Yeah, they're too high. They're too high. Only because, again, they got they caught a lot of good breaks this playoff season. I think the Celtics, again, would have beaten them if healthy. Kimba was hurt. And... Hayward were, uh, wasn't 100% either. Um, I also think they caught a break in not having to, you know, play some of the, you know, some teams. I don't know. I just don't think the Heat are as good as advertising. They, they ran off a lot of, like, young energy and hype, and they got a, I feel like they did get a benefit of the bubble with not having fans there to spook those young players on that team. It's going to be a whole nother wake-up call for them next year. And um, I don't know. I respect them because I feel like they do have some balls on this team. But I think they're going to take a small step back before they take a step forward. Um, next year is going to be a step back for them, in my opinion. They're going to take a well, step forward up. probably the hold year up. after. Wait, so they have Bam yeah. would be better player, right? You're older. Butler have more experience. Mm-hmm. You got all those young players, Tyler Harrow and and Duncan Robinson. Um, yeah. In theory. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But in, in theory, right? But like look at Jason Tatum, his what, second and third year after getting high expectations. It's harder to adjust when teams start to key in on you because they know what you can do. Oh, are you saying because they next year they have more expectations since this year they don't yep. they don't they don't have any expectations yep. like okay, who the Miami Heat, I don't care. Let them roll and then next year, like, oh shoot, they can actually they went to the finals, man. We gotta watch out for them now, right? Ends up being like mm-hmm. so. This should have, just, this, this this should be like hunted. Like every game, people play against them. Like, yeah, we know you. You know, you know they exactly. like. Miami is like one of those uh, board game player. Like going into the game, like I'm not that great. You know, I'm just not that great. And then also this guy keep winning, right? Like, oh shoot, you keep winning, and then you won, and then it's like, oh wow, we gotta watch out for you. Uh, mm-hmm. and then yeah, yeah, you're right. I think uh, next year. The, They'll get they'll be hunted, and you never know. They may live up to the expectation. You never know. Um, but 
I think six. I think it should be okay. You said it's too high. Okay, and now we go to the next top five. Dun dun dun. Number five, Milwaukee Bucks. Too high. <laughs> oh, too high. Hey, too high. They're the best record. Regular season. The best. Selling record. the Bucks. Sell the Bucks stock. If 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 the Bucks were the were a stock, I would sell them so fast. No, you don't even know. <laughs> Sells Milwaukee Bucks. They're just getting older. Brooke Lopez is getting older. Eric Bledsoe is getting older. George Hill's getting older. Kyle Korver is getting older. Like they're just they're they're getting older. Only they're young play like Giannis is there in his prime, but like everyone around him is getting older. They don't they're. This team isn't getting better. They don't have cap space. They have no trade assets. Like, who do you want off that team besides Giannis if you're a contender or anything like that or, like, need to get another piece to put you over the top? Nobody. There's no way on that team for them to trade. The cap space isn't going to go up this season. This is a team that is stuck in dead water without a paddle. Dang, okay. I'm selling the books. So... So, so you're saying this is basically like they're in an overvalue stock. Yeah. They, they, um, look good, they look good on paper, but in terms of... Yeah, we're overhyping the fact that they got the number one seed. And look what happens to them when they played the, the Heat. Like that, the Heat exposed them. They were exposed the year before that in the playoffs against the Raptors. Their best chance... The only, I'll, buy, I'll buy or hold... I'll hold on my Milwaukee Bucks stock if next year Giannis comes back with a Ray Allen three-point shot. Right, <laughs> that's the only way. It's not happening. Like it's or or they or they get by someone like Bradley Beal or, or someone like that. Ooh. Something, yeah. Give me something else. They need a, someone that can take a lot of the pressure and load off of Giannis. Or Giannis just has to be so great that you're just like, <laughs> what do you do with him? Okay. How about number four, Denver Nuggets? Too high, too low, just right. Mm. Just right. I just like right. the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. I like the Nuggets. Oh, uh, I mean, That's yeah. Gonna... I mean, they are, like when you're older, right, Jamal. I mean, they're they a bunch of like young players there. Mix of veterans, yeah. young, young player superstars. Or do you, do also do you, do you call Jamal and uh, Jokic superstar or just star all star? I think they this postseason they evolved into superstars, yeah, yeah. Like, and that's the great thing about this Denver team is that they're young and they're all reaching their prime and hitting their stride at the same time. That's kind of scary. This kind of reminds me of like the evolution of those Warriors team where one day they were just kind of like that team where you're like they suck and then they went from like sucking to like being like, oh, this is a team you got to take serious. And next thing you know, they're winning championships every year. Okay, compare them to the Warriors. I don't know about that, but uh, yes, sir. Self made too, baby. Self made. All drafted players. Oh, this guy compared to the Warriors. Hey, look, Jamal Murray <laughs> was not even an All Star last year. You know that, right? That's true. And and you want to like skip a step, skip a gray, and become a a superstar? Let's be fair. All, the all-star voting system is a popularity contest most of the time. It's a popularity contest. And there's a lot of good guards out west, too. 
Yes, like, I still don't consider Jamal Murray like better than like Damian Lillard or like Russell Westbrook. Even though mm, I think he's right there with Russ now because he can do. He, they, they they play different games, so he's not gonna put up the same numbers as like getting a triple double as Russ. But I think he's right there. You know, but you know, Dame Lillard's out there. There's a lot of lot of good point guards. Chris Paul. Um, that's tough. John Moran, uh, Mitchell, Ja. Mm-hmm. And then I also forgot about Clay and stuff, right? They've been gone. Yep, yep. It's tough. It's it's not easy getting an all star out there in the West, especially if you're a guard. Yeah, I talk about Steph, Steph and Clay. Mm-hmm. They're number three. They're number three. I agree with with them being number three. You agree? The Warriors are back. The Warriors are back. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, wait, 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 hold up. From, from the worst team to number three. Mm-hmm. 31 to three. Look, we're talking about a team when they were healthy with this core, with their big three, broke the NBA record for wins. They broke the NBA record for wins. Like, how do you, what? Like, how do you count that team out? And they're hungry again now because everyone's counted them out. We're playing with fire with the Warriors next year, man. Young money, I'm telling you, do not don't do not overlook this Warriors team. And they got the number two pick, so they can trade that and get another piece if they want to add something or like keep it and get someone like James Wiseman and put him in a post. Because you're gonna need somebody to defend those Lakers bigs. And they have pieces. They have pieces. This Warriors team is dangerous. They are dangerous. I don't know. Can can they come? Can they contend against the two of the LA teams? I think the Lakers will give them some problems because of the Lakers' height right now. It's going to be interesting to see what kind of moves they make. Because, like, I, I do like Kevon Looney. I think he's a good defender and he gives you what you need. But um, he can't do it by himself down there in the post. I'm not sure what other centers they have. Draymond's kind of undersized. He kinda like, he's kind of like a better version of Montrez Hero. Um I'll give him that. Like Draymond can play defense, and I probably think I think he can, you know, handle Anthony Davis a bit better than the Clippers would have. But um, they still need another big man because the Lakers got so many: Dwight, AD, Javale. That's a big team. And you still got to worry about LeBron, who he's not a center, but that's a big, but that's a big dude. Would they yeah. be good against the Clippers? Better chance? They'll they, they'll match up. Yeah, they'll, I think they I think they would beat the Clippers. They would beat the Clippers. They match up very well against the Clippers. They beat the Clippers. Okay, we like a number two yeah. team now. The Clippers. So you saying the number three team is better than the number two team? The Clippers. Yeah. Explain. Yeah. Explain. Steph Curry would give Patrick Beverly fits. Clay Thompson is underrated, and can be argued to be the best two-way player in the league. Draymond Green is underrated for what he brings to the table. And the like Clippers five, just showed us that they don't like, have like as much heart. Okay. Yeah, I don't, trust, I don't trust Paul George. Kawhi Leonard is on the hot seat next season. And his team's chemistry worries me. Their team chemistry is working. I think Tyron Lue, again, like I said earlier, is going to help them out. But if he doesn't, they are in trouble. They're going to have to make a move. Uh, I mean, the Clippers, you know, I mean, they're right behind the Lakers. That's where they stand. 
Uh, I think it, it, the Clippers would have played a little bit more throughout the year, and the chemistry would have been a little bit, a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, like they need like a like a one or two leaders in the in the team that kind of like vocal, you know, speak to the team. Not coaches, but like players. Mm-hmm. Like Patrick Beverly, or hopefully Kawhi could become, you know, like a leader. But he's more of a leader of, uh, like, not vocal leader. He's more of a example leader. Like, you know, yeah, lead, lead by example rather than by vocalizing, telling the team, galvanizing the team. Um, because in, in in Toronto, you had you had you had Kyle Lowry. He was who was the leader, right? Basically. Kind of galvanize, galvanize it and, and be the guy who does it. And like, okay, cool, man. I'll be the best player. I come in and win. And he, he, and he, tried, and he tried to do the same with the Clippers. It's just a different team, different people. Uh, hopefully, like, Patrick Bradley step up. I think in terms of talents and players on, on paper, yeah, they're definitely up there with the Lakers. True. But the, but the certain chemistry part, they got to play that out, right? Because like it's like going on dating, right? On paper, you guys a perfect match, right? Seamlessly match. And you go the first day, yeah, you guys are pretty good, right? And the second day, like, oh shoot, the chemistry is, you know, it's not really there. Kind of like that, right? With them, you know, on paper they're like top top two teams, but but in practice it's a bit more. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll be a good good second year marriage for them. Mm-hmm. Paul George and, uh, and and Kawhi. Uh, that leads up to the number one. It seems like uh, LeBron and AD, the real champion, have instant chemistry, right? That's why they work so. That's why they won. They have so well. Versus yeah. versus like Kawhi and and Paul George marriage. What do you think of that? First Oof. year they did well. You know, it's like instant match. On paper and then in in, uh, mm. in in person. Yeah, I guess. Guess. I don't know. I don't know. Don't oh think, man, you don't think they're the number one team? Who are the Lakers? Yeah, going in 2021 season. They're the world champs. I don't know. You don't know what? I think I think I think for that reason they kind of have to be. <sighs> It's tough because I think the Lakers are just they. LeBron's gonna be a. I, I hate to say it, but I think this team's gonna be another year older. They got a lot of old players on that team. I still think the Nets are gonna be the best team on paper next year. Oh, and, um, the Nets on paper next. Okay, I see you. Yeah, I mean you can't. I think by by like out of respect, you know, put some respect to my name as LeBron say. You know, out of respect for the man and his team, I will say they should be number one. But um, the reality is they're not going to be number one. They are not going to be the number one team next year. They're too old. And who knows? They got some pieces to resign. Is Grando coming back? Is Dwight Howard coming back? Um, LeBron James, he has been the most durable player ever, probably. Does he get an injury next year? He's getting up there in age. 18 season. I don't know. 18 I don't season. know. 36 years old. 18 season. 18 season. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't I don't see it happening. You saw the aging already of Danny Green. He looked trash the entire playoffs. <laughs> oh, that the entire playoffs. You know, 
you see, they're 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 on thin ice, man. I guess they get back every Bradley. That's gonna be helpful. Um, it cools might yeah. get better probably. I mean, he's only like a young buck there, right? Man, young money. Don't even get me started with Kuzma. Don't they made the wrong decision? They should have kept Brandon Ingram. Hey, they want they won the championship, so that's not really matter. Hey, it doesn't matter, I guess, but it's gonna matter for their future. It's gonna matter, bro. Like next year, they could have used they could have used Brandon, Brandon Ingram. LeBron doesn't have time for that. He's like, give me all the <laughs> LeBron's like, give me all the veteran players, and yeah. and I don't want all this like young buck. It's not gonna work. Have you noticed LeBron? Have you noticed LeBron seems always been like LeBron and and another like superstar and or another superstar and a bunch of the veterans. True. No, no young buck. Maybe Kuzma was like one of them. That's it. I don't mm-hmm. remember any like. So okay, man, that's good. That's a good ten. You you agree with some? You disagree with some? It's all yeah. good, man. All right. Dang, who are we missing? We haven't, uh, like, Houston Rock isn't up there. Trash. Should they be up there or no? Nope. Nope. Yeah. Man, who should be up there? Who should not, who, who could surprise us next year? In hmm, the top 10. Houston, Houston Rockets. I think they could be up there. You think the Houston Rockets could be up there? Yeah, I Utah, guess they could. Utah Jazz, no, maybe. Could. Utah Jazz, maybe. Utah could they could. I'm not a big Utah Jazz fan, to be honest. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a fan of what they do out there. I don't think. I think. They, I think they need a. I don't think Donovan Mitchell is the number one player on that on a, a championship team. I think he's the number two. Okay. No, respect, no disrespect. And Rudy, Rudy ain't no number two. He's a number three. He's pretty much just a defensive anchor. He he's not a primary scorer or anything like that. So you pick you pick Murray and Yogis over Mitchell and Gobert. Yeah, yeah. Like if they if like you put Kevin Durant on the on the Utah Jazz, they're probably instantly a, a championship team. But that like that's not gonna happen. They don't have space, so I just don't see them doing all that. You know who I got as my my dark horse championship team next year? Yeah, who yeah? New York, New York Knicks. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Never trash. Oh, <laughs> 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 you mean you mean New York Nets? That's in the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, all of New York. Uh, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, Stephen A. Stephen, Stephen A. Smith is like, oh man, this guy. Oh shoot, man. Like, okay, you know, <laughs> Stephen A. Smith is gonna call you and clap you and be like, hey, come to my show, man. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Knicks fans got happy for a second. They're like, who, who, who do we get? <laughs> um, but Russell no, Westbrook. I think they get Russell Westbrook. That's what they get. True. I think I think they get Russell Westbrook, but anyways, go ahead. I think the team that's left off this list is the Portland Trailblazers. Well, Them and know. the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Oh yeah, Dallas Mavericks. They could. They could. Yeah. Yeah, they got some problems with Porzingis staying healthy, but other than that, I think it's the Portland Trailblazers. They're a veteran team. They know how to win. They just got to figure out that defense. If they figure out their defense, Portland is going to be all right. I think what well, they they're missing Trevor Ariza that might help them out a little bit. You know he's getting kind of old too. If they find someone to to defend great uh, like some good wing players, they'll be all right. Yeah, man, wing players are underestimated. Yeah. So okay, so Houston, Portland, the Mavs. Yeah. 
I'll say the Masters definitely could be a top ten. Because Luca, mm-hmm. he's going to have a triple double next year. You heard what I said. Regular season. Okay. <laughs> All triple, right. A triple double. He said a young Oscar Robinson out here, huh? Okay. Uh, Russell Westbrook, part two. More efficient like than Russell Westbrook. Better shooter. And a lot, has more uh, high IQ, but yeah, you heard what I said. He's gonna mm-hmm. have to triple double. All right, man, that's all we got you for uh, for you today. So this, this is longer than, than we expected, but uh, but yeah, thanks for tuning in. See you guys later. Hey, it's a good talk. Later. <laughs>